Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About Live Shopping, a series dedicated to unraveling the intricacies, we know there are many, of the live shopping or video commerce phenomenon. I'm your host, Cynthia Nelson, three-time entrepreneur, Forbes contributor, investor, and advisor. Today, we're talking to Colin McRae, Director of Content Strategy at Viral Nation. Good morning, Colin, and thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Hey, first things first, I think, you know, you have such an interesting background in content development in general. I think this is one of the things in video commerce that that brands, creators, retailers are struggling with is what should that content be? What should it look like? How long should it be on air? You know, is it edutainment? Is it educate? Like what actually is it? To give the audience a background of kind of your perspective, where you come from, and then we'll kind of do a deep dive into live shopping. Yeah, no, I, I started back in the day working at a Canadian network called Much Music, which was the Canadian version of MTV. And basically, um, I kind of cut, cut my chops there. I was, <clears throat> sorry, I was doing like live, live shows. Uh, we did a big spectacle show called the MMBAs, which was like mm-hmm. uh, the MTV Movie Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically, I would do like daily live shows. They'd send me on the road with bands and a camera. And I would shoot, direct, and edit as, you know, craziness was happening. <laughs> I was going to imagine that must have been crazy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was, uh, there was a lot of hijinks for sure. And then uh, I'd come back with all this footage and then I have to cut it down into like, like sort of mini docs that would play out on the channel. Um, And then from there, I, I kind of really got excited about, you know, having a budget to actually make something. (laughs) So there was a department at much music called brand partnerships Mm -hmm. and where you would partner with a brand and they would help sort of like pay for the content. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it wasn't massive budgets, but you, you know, you were getting an actual budget to sort of create something a little more premium. So I, I moved upstairs and I started working a lot with brands and helping them sort of create content that aligned with the other content with the other content that we were creating on the channel. And that's kind of where I was like, you know, my lights lit up. Cause I was like, Oh, wow. This, there's so much white space here. And this was like, this is probably like 2000 and 2008. And then I was early days. Yeah. Very early days. So I was like, Oh, wow. There's like so much opportunity. And if you can sort of get brands to sort of think about like a content first approach, where they're not really center stage, um, they can really access some really interesting stories and really amplify and you know create affinity for for their brand. So I, I got super excited about that, and then I I actually moved to a sports uh, broadcaster and started doing the same thing with them. It was a tier three sports broadcaster in Canada, and basically they were losing all the bids for their live events, so they were like, "We have all this airtime." And we need to create airtime or we need to create programming for that airtimes and we have no money. So we started bringing in brands, partnering with brands. They were creating shows. We ended up working with PNG and doing a massive like countrywide search for Canada's next sportscaster, which they ended up, you know, renewing for like six years and, you know, brought in a whole new type of business to this sports network um, and then I just started going and doing that on my own. Then I started working at Vice, got mixed up with doing brand stuff there as well. And then doing a bunch of docs with, uh, 
with Spike Jones, and then uh, and then Shopify. I worked there, and basically that's where I kind of brought the brand and the content together, and then the commerce. And then I got super excited about, oh wow, like we're at the point now where I think when you create branded content, you can actually have no friction and one step to a conversion. And it's like, it's here. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's time to, to dig in. <laughs> and take off the training wheels. Right. And there's a lot of proof of concepts going on with, yeah. with brands in, in the live selling space. And as you know, we've talked about this before identifying other kind of three big issues, right? One is, you know, the first one is creating content that's yeah. snackable, you know, that obviously is authentic. That's great. Uh, that could be live. It could be VOD that's shoppable at the core and having that strategy of shoppability and, uh, and having talent, right. That actually know how to, how to convert yeah. authentically and then having, you know, distribution. We were just, you know, talking before the interview about Walmart. So, yeah. you know, give us your take on what Walmart and, and Roku have done. Yeah. So I, the, even just working at viral nation, like working with creators now and sort of their ability to, you know, build content and have it, you know, tie directly to commerce is is super interesting. So Roku's got a really interesting partnership with Walmart where they they partnered with Walmart and I think with another management company um for creators. And basically they're they're kind of creating like marketplaces. And it's and you know Walmart's doing that. But the interesting thing I saw was the Walmart uh what is it? Uh they're, they're it's a rom-com series yeah, but they're calling remember. it rom commerce which i think like yeah, rom commerce yeah yeah, yeah. rom commerce yeah and it's it's uh add 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 my heart or add to i can't remember the title of it but yeah, I, yeah anyways it's what is exciting about that is it's actual narrative content tied to shoppable moments and I think because it started tapping into that rom-com holiday, you know, very popular format that Hallmark and GAC have nailed and they get yeah. mad audiences every holidays. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, say have comments about that content, but that content performs well and it gets, you know, it gets massive audiences and to tie it with commerce is just so it's like lightning in a bottle. So I, I was super excited doing that. Yeah. And then what are you kind of seeing, you know, from the, you, you know, you're at, you're at Viral Nation working with these creators, right? And, and they're gamers, you know, there's a lot, you have a lot of different types of creators in there, but what, what do they think of live commerce and, and their ability to move into that realm as kind of like a next way to earn revenue, frankly, right? Make money. Yeah. I think they're looking at it as like a new revenue stream, like basically, you know, if you're if you're a YouTube creator, you know, ad you have AdSense, which actually, you know, per the amount of views you get per subscriptions will get you some money. Um, you know, not a massive amount. Then there's sponsorships, right? Where brands actually just give you, they pay for your content or they pay a percentage of your content to actually integrate their brand into your content. Usually they're kind of clunky. Yeah. But I think the way that they're looking at the live commerce is like. They can, they've, they've built this audience or they can build an audience. And then basically 
they can monetize that audience in a few ways. And one of the ways is by creating their own merch line or creating their own product mm -hmm. that again, sort of like based on their point of view. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you don't need a massive audience. You need an audience of like, you know, well, I mean, there's the whole essay, a thousand true fans, which kind of predicted. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you just, you need a very engaged audience. Yeah. People that love you, want to be with you, uh, follow everything that you do, inspirational, aspirational, right? Sometimes too. And I, you know, Mr. Beast was a phenomenon, right? In that way, like, I think we were talking about, I was talking to someone else related to that and, and they were saying, oh yeah, when he came originally, we brought him into Walmart and they're like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> what are you talking about? Who is this person? And like, like, look, you know, this is like seven years ago. Like, look, he just did this hamburger at this yeah random place a mr beast burger at this random hamburger stand in like the middle of nowhere and people drove like 12 hours yep. to go there to eat the hammer like that was the pull that he had to do that and i, I see those kind of youtubers and tiktoker becoming like those next yeah wells right uh not all of them are great sellers like not all of them are, but there's a whole way to kind of bring them into this genre of video commerce that I think it could be super compelling. And frankly, they'd reap maybe more money than they're making on their content channels currently. Oh yeah. And we're, we actively work with um, celebrities, athletes. And again, there's always going to be sponsorships right. for their content. Like we're building their YouTube channels and like right. their, their other, you know, licensing their content elsewhere. But I think like the, the, the long play for them is create a product mm -hmm. and sell that product. And yeah, you because don't... You, your margin is like, right? It's all yeah. it's all to you. You don't have to pay a retail margin. You'd have to, and you get somebody who can fulfill it, right? You hook up with a drop shipper, you put the products there and you could even do, you know, if you have a big enough audience that's very engaged with you, you could do a pre-sell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Drops. Okay, go, go on and do pre-sale or drops. So, you know, right away it's there. You need 500 units because you have 500 pre-sales already ready in the, in the bank, ready to go. And you create the products and then you start selling yeah. that whole way of kind of test marketing. What will resonate, you know, authentically with that creator is interesting. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the, the model that I get excited about where it's like the build, you scale an audience, and then you monetize that audience. And I think it's kind of flipped the old model that I used to work in where it was like, yeah, you know, build your product yeah. and then try and build an audience around that product. And it was very brand centric, yeah. which, you know, when you watch that kind of branded content, yeah, this young generation, I mean, anyone basically picks up on it yeah. and it's not, it's generally not good. <laughs> it's so watered down. It's feel, you know, but brands spend, you know, billions of dollars creating new products and it's like the second coming when they release them, right? Because they've spent so much time and energy creating them, but it has to come across in a way that's authentic to the consumer. And I think any consumer, like I'm in the baby boomer, like kind of end of that, you know, era. So I'm like way on the other side, but the Gen Z 
right? That have grown yeah. up. This is the phone, sorry, in their hand, right? This is this is the communication tool. This is where they get entertainment. This is where they talk to their friends. This is how they communicate. Like that and the authenticity of people that understand that medium has to come yeah. through. And I think they're also, I think everybody, not everybody, but many, many people, regardless of generation, are also looking for authentic um brands that do good that are aligned with their values whatever their values are they want brands that are aligned with their values too and i think that's an interesting for kind of the creator side right yeah and i think like just 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 on a branded content front like even just when i worked at shopify what we were doing was we were creating film and television and we would always approach it in a way that we would give if we were doing a documentary film mm -hmm. like the filmmaker gets final cut yeah. And the filmmakers go create something that they have a vision for, or else it's just going to be, you know, a puff right. piece. Right. So, but I think like that's every brand baseline now, you need a point of view, you yeah. know, and, and why, like, why are you doing stuff? And then once you have that, then especially if you're getting into social commerce mm -hmm. or live selling, it's such a powerful tool because you can do three in one. You can actually, you can, you know, create affinity for your brand. If you're creating good content, mm -hmm. you can uh, convert a sale and you can like, you know, that, that, that conversion can actually go towards your marketing budget. So it yeah. actually could come to your marketing budget. So it's actually campaign. So you're, you know, essentially you could zero out on your marketing budget and that's mm -hmm. at start. Eventually you're going to monetize your right. marketing. Right. Which, which which I think is kind of coming hasn't yeah. quite, hasn't quite gotten there yet. Um, you know, if you had a crystal ball, I always love this question because I always want to see like what's going to happen. You know, what what do we think is going to happen next year? You know, what would you say are kind of the big thing from your perspective because you're really on content and creators and what do you see as as something to really look for in in twenty twenty four. I think you're going to see a lot of like creators moving into this space and doing like, because they're built for it. You know, they're built like, like what a lot of the bigger brands just having conversations with them sort of get hung up on is like, they'll do an experiment right. and they'll do one experiment. Right. And then basically they'll say, Oh, it didn't work. We, you know, we, we didn't get much of an audience. Like, no, no, you have to approach it with that creator mindset where you're like, we're going to do, 50 of these right. and we're going to, each one is going to inform the next. And yeah. it's, we're going to that flywheel. We're going to create that feedback loop. And then we're going to, each one's going to be more powerful. And I think once the big brands realize that, I don't know if that's going to happen this year. It, it's going to happen eventually. Then I think they're going to start really sort of realizing how powerful this is as a tool to market and convert. Um, but I think you're going to see a massive movement of, creators and small to mid-sized businesses get into this space. Yeah. It just feels like, you know, again, uh, not all creators are are great at converting sales, but they're going to learn, right. They're going to learn there's places to get training. They can watch, you know, there is a model for calls to action or they can team up. I also see like, you know, having them teaming up with somebody who happens to be great in the beauty space, for example, right teaming up with somebody who's an expert in beauty. And so they can tell their authentic story yep. and, be, and be that CEO, creator, passion, powerhouse. 
and have someone else who's pulling data out of them and able to help do those calls to action and convert the sales, right? Yeah, well, and I think you get two creators together that are literally bouncing things off. I mean, that always interview wise has always been really fun and and great. Oh yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think like you could look you look at like um talk shop live and how they've approached things. And they're they're probably the one that I'm watching that is kind of really, you know, realize like, okay, we get someone who's got a an audience, we bring them over here. Let's, they've got a project that is, you know, getting some buzz, we can feed off of that. And then we can create, you know, some an interesting, you know, an interesting live moment that people will want to be a part of on top of just to buy the product. And, you know, whether if it's a discount or not. Right. And and they have all the kind of those distribution partners now too. Yeah. So, so distributing content outside of your own personal kind of ecosystem is and I, I know they have a lot of celebrities on it, but I know there's a lot of smaller creators that use it too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we when we were talking about it before, like you know, all the like NBCs getting into this space, Roku is already very well on their way. Yeah, there's gonna be some really interesting launches from them. And I think like there's some really scrappy, you know, uh players that are gonna start making some moves that I think are just gonna it's gonna open it up and people are gonna see the potential of you know how it's how how this time right now is the best time to start doing it because the yeah. tech is there to actually make tech, it yeah the tech is there right it's like you don't have I also feel like I would love you know to see um like the Olympics you know doing things with Olympic athletes right because they don't make a lot of money right and they, then they spend all their money and their time like to go all over the world to qualify and they have to do all these things like that is such a passionate genre in like very specific swimming or archery or like whatever like and then also you know where is uh, a Red Bull feels like are these guys like I mean, these these action sport right the whole like action sport side surfing skateboarding like all the things that near and dear to my heart that I'm bringing up but you know those are passion points for people like if you're a surfer I'm a surfer it's a it's a passion point you grew up with it or a skateboarder right you grew up with it you know Dogtown. you actually like I would love to see that content come into life and being able to buy it oh my god I want to buy that that deck is so amazing that skateboard deck is, you know, so amazing. Oh shit. I just want it on my wall. Like it's, it's, it's a piece of art, you know? Oh, hundred percent. And I think Red Bull, I would be very surprised if we don't see them start to do some very interesting stuff in this space. And the reason I say that is they're so good at like combining worlds and, and putting their spin on it. And that's basically how every live event that they they've ever done yeah. is basically so I think like, you know, I'm pretty sure we'll see some really interesting limited edition drops and like these moments of, you know, FOMO that they create where you got to be there. Yeah. Kelly Slater, where are you? You need to be yeah. selling. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like just going down that hole, Palo Peralta. Don't know if they're still in business anywhere in the skateboarding side, but like, they're, I mean, just like there's legends of these, these, you know, layered right in the big the big surfing there's 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 these again and you could see you could say it for anything i think people that love ballet like it could be anything you're a passionate consumer that loves to watch this content why would you not yeah take that content and and be able to promote 
you know, ticketing even, ticketing to go see, right? You know, the van surf thing that they do every year in Huntington Beach, right? That, right, the surfing competitions, like I've like, oh, if I couldn't go because I'm in New York, I would love to watch it and be like, oh yeah, look at that. I, okay, I could totally buy into that and that and that, you know? Very- Which by the way, like vans, like the Lords of Dogtown, the documentary. Yeah. Was funded by vans. Yeah. And- I didn't even know that. And I remember after I watched, I love that movie. And it was like, I went, I remember I was like, I got to go get a pair of old school vans. And so it totally worked. <laughs> the, Van, the Van Dorans is who they are. They lived in my neighborhood Yeah. in, in California. Yeah. Growing up, they lived in our neighborhood in our track. And then all of a sudden they, they moved out and they moved right to the beach. Right. Yeah. They start making a lot of money. Like, Oh, okay. Now we're all wearing vans. Right. Like, Oh, Oh yeah. That's where that came from. And they moved. Yeah. They moved to the beach, but I mean, directly to the beach, but yeah, again, they've already sponsored, you know, amazing content like this or those pro, like what's his name that does the, uh, the surf, uh, sorry, the skiing movies. Those oh, like, yeah. And ski, like they, again, like, again, like it's really cool to watch. If you love skiing, it's like really fun to watch. They're epic movies, but there's product. And not product yeah. placement, but just like opportunities to talk to the skiers afterwards. And if they have something that you really like or snowboarding, another one, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the gap that's in the market right now where everyone's focused on like, how do we, how do we like the product of actually, you know, being able to sell something in content, you know, there's a focus on that. There's the tech and then there's the actual distribution. Yeah. And the, when it comes to content, I think like there's an opportunity to like, approach it in that sort of like content first way where it's like let's genuinely use this as a medium to entertain and create those shoppable moments that you know are actually organic to the story we're telling like it's not going to interrupt it and it's not going to clunky and I think there's a real there's a really interesting genre and format that are going to come out of these worlds all coming together that I think you know younger generations and you know across all generations will all kind of like be able to look at and you know not really it won't be watered down puff pieces it'll be like real stuff that actually has real FOMO and you're like excited about it exactly well thank you so much I appreciate your time it's always great to talk to you you are the the guru of the content side for sure, short and form, long time, long form content. And um, I know you'll have people reaching out to you after this interview for sure, but thanks so much. And we will talk soon. Okay. Thanks, Cynthia.